Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome today. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could that be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes of blowjob. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another Plotty Time mini So This week, it's your boy, Papa Scotch. Just me talking about the PlayStation 5 again. Now, I know we've had some conversations about the PlayStation 5, how I feel about it, how I think, but I thought it'd be a very interesting look into the life cycle of the PlayStation if we kind of documented it as it went along. So I bought mine back in November when it originally launched. I got it on launch day. Uh, a lot of people have come up and asked me, how did you even do that? How did you even get one? And and my story is super lame. Like, there were no back alley deals. I didn't spend $1,200 on one of these goddamn things. I just, I got an email from Sony... They said, hey, we're accepting PlayStation 5 pre-orders. This was probably, I don't know, October? I could probably look it up, but I'm not going to. I got an email. Before they came out, they said, we're accepting pre-orders. Here's the link to enter to be eligible for a pre-order, which I thought was kind of bullshit, but I figured, you know, why not do it? Because, you know, worst case scenario, I buy the PlayStation 5 somewhere else, which is what I was going to do anyway. Best case scenario, I get a PlayStation 5. So I registered, waited for another email. Very soon before the PlayStation released, probably like two weeks, three weeks, I got another email that said, all right, you are going to be able to pre-order. Here's the instructions. Have your credit card ready to go. You are going to start, you're going to hit this site at this time and then go do it. So I remember, I think it was like 11 a.m. or whatever on like a Tuesday. I don't remember specifically, but I went to log in and it kept failing, kept failing, kept failing. And then finally, about 20 after the hour, it let me in and I was able to pre-order and get everything I wanted. I pre-ordered... The PlayStation 5, I got a second controller, I got the official charging station, I got the camera, I got pretty much every peripheral, I think I just named all of them except for the remote, because I didn't buy the remote on the, like the the remote control, like the standard TV remote, I didn't buy it on PlayStation 4 and I never used it, I always had it before that on 2 and 3 to like play DVDs, but I never really used it that much, I skipped it for 4, turned out to be a good idea I guess, whatever, it's not... I don't really care. It's one of the cheaper peripherals. But what is the point? What am I getting at? We're checking in. We're saying... I I recently saw an article that came up on Kotaku that said, you don't need a PlayStation 5 yet. And it got me thinking, how do I feel about my PlayStation 5? Do I... Am I still happy? Like, am I happy with it? Am I not happy? And I asked a lot of internal questions and eventually landed on the fact that I'm glad I have it. But if there was a situation where... I hadn't got one on launch day, I'd be fine still waiting, which I know me and I know who I am and how I would feel. I guarantee you what would have happened for me if I didn't get the pre-order on launch day, I guarantee you I would have been the person constantly checking every site over and over and over again until I finally got one, which may have taken you know a month or two months or however long it took. I'll tell you for damn sure... There's no way I bought it for an inflated markup on eBay from some reseller scumbag who used a bot to get all the legitimate ones. They're bad people, and don't be them. Don't be them. There's a lot of other great, more honest ways to make money. They are scumbags. They should be ridiculed. So, anyway, that's who I am. I would have gotten it earlier, or at least as close to launch day as I possibly could have, but which is going to be counterintuitive to what I'm saying, which is I kind of agree with the fact that you don't need a PlayStation 5, but... I don't think the hate should be directed at 
Sony specifically. And the reason I say that is because I don't think this opening year, flashback to middle of 2019, beginning of 2020, this this release year, first year, year one, wasn't supposed to look like this. I mean, the pandemic happened. Everything got pushed back. Clearly, although Sony will not admit it, there are manufacturing issues. They're not getting pushed out as fast as possible. This is not some kind of game or trick to get people to inflate how important a PlayStation 5 is by creating a scarce supply. This is, they don't have enough to sell at one time. That's all this is. Like, it's not a trick. It's not a game. If it was up to them, they would have rode the the hype on launch day and had a billion of these out in stores so you could pick it up that day and get it. So that being said, I do blame them for how shitty it's still, how difficult it still is to get one. But... I don't blame them entirely for the weak year one lineup that has come out. So with me, what I've been playing basically on my PlayStation 5, I started with Watch Dogs, and that was fine. I got the Platinum on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 version, mostly just to like be excited about playing something on PlayStation 5. But I And, and I'm, not, I'm not a person who's like crazy about graphics or, for, or refresh rates or stuff like that. I notice an improvement when I see an improvement. Or I notice something impressive when it's supposed to be impressive, but like the standard day-to-day like upscaling stuff, I do not recognize. When I was playing Watch Dogs Legion, the PlayStation 4 edition on the 5 before I realized what was happening, and then I switched to the PlayStation 5 version, I had no idea. I couldn't tell. And I I, I just couldn't. Like it didn't look any different to me. Maybe like I think I, I mentioned in one of these reviews that the draw distance was longer and I could see further in the distance, but even that now, like now looking back, I don't remember. I think that's what it was. So what else did I play on PlayStation 5? I mean, I played a lot of chill, NHL, which you could just, you know, it was a it was the PlayStation 4 version on the PlayStation 5. Ended up playing a lot of Call of Duty, a lot more Call of Duty than I normally play every year. Usually, I mean, I will get Call of Duty, I'll play through the campaign. I'll love the campaign. I may dip my toes in multiplayer, but not usually. Uh, and if there's a zombies mode, I, I play with that a little bit. And uh, it wasn't really until Outbreak Mode came out in Zombies that I got back into it. Because if I'm playing just the round-based one... I mean, we've gone over this in the Zombies episodes. But if I'm playing the round-based one, eventually I'll get bored and I'm done with Call of Duty that year. You want to learn more about me and Chomp Slap playing Call of Duty Zombies, you can listen to the previous two minisodes. They're pretty great, where we just talked about what we wanted to see, what we loved, what we didn't love. And those, you know, the list has already changed because there was a huge update as soon as those were released, which is great. So... Maybe we'll, maybe we got another one coming up, and maybe you're gonna see us streaming a little bit in the future. Who knows what's gonna happen? Uh, the problem is we just need to pick up a little more traction on this channel. Tell your friends, get people out there. You know, and we could start freeing up some more time to, uh, you know, get you guys more content and have more fun with the Plotty Time community, which is what we want to do. Anyway, back to the topic. So the question again: Do I need a PlayStation Five yet? As I was playing Chell, Call of Duty, and I, I started playing also, I should mention, Resident Evil Village, which looks very pretty, but I'm having a hard time getting into. I'm going to play it. I'm going to beat it, but I, I'm just having a hard time getting started with it because Call of Duty, I can kind of watch something on my other living room TV because you got to have two living room TVs. I don't know how you even survive without two living room TVs. I know that sounds crazy. Everyone that's ever been over to my house, you know, pre-COVID, uh, they've seen the two living room TVs and they're like, that's fucking ridiculous. You're a ridiculous person. And I was like, well, you know, you live with someone else that's really into something. 
who's monopolizing the TV, and you tell me it's not nice to have a second TV. I dare you. That wasn't my situation. I got into it way before uh, when I was in, am I in the bachelor life, you know? So, and trust me, I'd rather have someone living there if you know what I mean. So, you got to have two TVs. What I like to do about Call of Duty is I could watch something on their TV, not really pay attention to Call of Duty. I could pause it. I could, I could, if I'm playing solo, I could pause it and then go do something like throw in laundry or whatever, come back to it and have like a game rolling all day that takes like nine hours. But in reality, I only got through like five levels in Outbreak because I was in and out of it. But I like that about it. The problem with Resident Evil Village is I have to sit there. I have to pay attention. I have to listen. I have to be immersed into it. And it's just hard to get multiple hours of gaming blocks like of hours just just in there to get through it. But I guarantee you I've I've played most of the other Resident Evil games. I enjoyed them. I love them all for different reasons. I've hated them all for different reasons. It's that kind of relationship. But I, I guarantee I'll play Village and I I will probably platinum it and I will probably have a review up here at some point of it. It's gonna be down the road because I suck. But other than that, I just got MLB the show twenty one. I barely dipped my toes in it. This is a MLB The Show is a series that I played for years, every year, back in like probably 2012 to like 2016. And then I've left it since because it just got repetitive and I was just going through the tally marks doing whatever it took to get the plat. I didn't really enjoy it. So this is the first game. I was like, this game came out. I threw credit card points. I got it for free. So I'm like, fuck it. Why not? Let's play it. And I've only played it for about a half hour, but holy shit, does it look amazing. I don't know if it's the PlayStation 5 or if it's just four or five years of improvement since I've last played. But the game is beautiful. Mostly the way it plays is the same as every other baseball game I've ever played. But it looks dope. Like, this might be... It's not going to be a series I go back to every year like Chell. But I guarantee you I'm going to work it in the rotation maybe every other year. Um, With Madden, I've been doing like every third year. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. But... I guess the next thing we got to talk about is, are, are any of these a reason for you to get a PlayStation 5? There's obviously other games. There's the Dark Souls game, that the remaster that came out, which a lot of people really enjoy. I'm not a Dark Souls fan personally. Don't hold that against me. And if you are, that's fucking cool. That's great. Spider-Man Miles Morales, I mean, that was on PlayStation 4. What's the point? I mean, you've also got Astro's Playroom, which I had mentioned on this podcast. I really enjoyed. I thought it was fun. People are calling it a tech demo, and I think that's bullshit. I think that's very unfair. It's a shorter game, sure, but it's free. But it looks great. It takes you down a little nice road of PlayStation memory lane. I enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know, maybe another six months, 12 months of work on that. That's a full, awesome game, which I totally believe they should pursue. And then what else came out since then? Returnal? Which looks interesting, but what they're talking... I haven't seen much of it at all. I've seen a little bit of gameplay, and I think maybe one day I'll I'll bite the bullet and do it, but I'm not... It just... A lot of the thing they talk about is you're going to die a lot, it's going to be hard, and I just don't have the time... Like, I don't have the time to get through the games I want to do, nevertheless experimental ones where I die a whole lot, you know? So it's like... I don't know, man. Anyway. So... What am, what am I leading to here is I'm leading to the fact that if you're really into... I mean, you make your own decision. If you really want to PlayStation 5, go buy one. Or if you already have one, great. And you love it, and you can't imagine a world without it, fucking awesome. But to those people that are on the fence, that have a PlayStation 4, they're still playing their backlog, they're still enjoying the new games that are coming out, 
There's nothing yet that says you absolutely must buy the PlayStation 5 for this. Now, as this comes out, it's June 6th. This Friday is Ratchet and Clank A Rift Apart, which looks amazing. I'm personally going to wait for the reviews. I hope that soon in the podcast I'll be talking about how much I enjoyed it because that looks like the first game that really, really, like, exploits the PlayStation 5 technology that makes it look amazing. And I'm excited about it. I want it to be good. I, I know I've talked about the podcast. We've talked. We've done several Ratchet and Clank games. That's really, like, scientist thing. But I got nothing wrong with it. I mean, if it looks good, I'll, I'll play the fuck out of it. Why not? So then, I mean, after that, what do we got? We got... I'm just looking at the, the release schedule for PlayStation 5 games. Um, there might be some games here that you're really excited about, that you're really into, that maybe I'm just not very well aware of. And I'm sorry if I forget that, but... Really, looking at the release calendar, obviously Ratchet and Clank has me interested, for sure. Also, I kind of wanted to see what Alex Kidd and Miracle World is like. That might be cool, because I, I remember playing the Alex Kidd games way back when on uh, like uh, Sega Genesis. Uh, that was, yeah, that was years ago. It was in the 90s, for sure. And, I mean, other than that, there's not much coming out in July right now, and I really, you know, we're in the beginning of June... How much more popular is that July release calendar calendar going to be? Uh, we've got something called Chris Tales F1 2021, Where the Heart Leads, Ender Lilies, Quietus of the Nights. And these games, I, I, I just don't know anything about them. They may be amazing. It is not uncommon for a game to come out for PlayStation that I didn't hear anything of until the reviews start coming out and everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I look into it. I'm like, that looks cool. I end up playing it and loving it. It's what I did with Rage, the original Rage or Bulletstorm back in PlayStation 3 days. I had no idea what those games were at all until I saw reviews, and I'm like, this looks cool. Tried it, loved it. It happens, and these games may surprise me too. I may, in six months from now, be eating the fuck out of these words that nothing's coming out for PlayStation 5. But other than that, there's another Life is Strange coming out in September. Uh, Life is Strange, True Colors. I haven't played the other ones. People love it. Uh, Deathloop, which got pushed to September. That is coming out September 14th, which looks very interesting, but I'm waiting for the reviews on that. I just, I can't, I mean, 60 bucks is a lot to spend in a game, and now everything is 70. It is considering, like, what's really crazy is now I'm at the age and I'm at a place in my life where I can afford a $70 game. I can get, I can't buy every $70 game every second they release, but if there's one I want to buy once every two weeks... Yeah, I can just go pick it up. It, I have money; it's fine. But it's still there's still a mental hurdle with that. Like seventy bucks is a lot. Sixty, I could at least justify, and I would think to myself, well, if I buy an HL, I will play that game guaranteed for over sixty hours. So that's a dollar an hour of entertainment. That is absolutely worth it. What if I buy Deathloop for seventy bucks and I'm done with it in ten hours? What if I hate it and I'm done with it in five? That's 70 fucking bucks I just threw down the drain. Yeah, if I bought it physically, maybe I could resell it on eBay, but who wants to go through that hassle? Like, really? I'm not a eBay seller. Like, I don't have a store already sitting there ready to go. So why? And then down the line, we've got Ghostwire Tokyo, which I've been hearing good things about. I, I kind of want to check it out. It looks interesting. And now we're in November already. We're The only thing on the calendar is GTA Five on November 11th, which I am not playing again. Like, I'm not. I, I need... By November 11th, them to announce the next Grand Theft Auto game. If they announce Grand Theft Auto 6 like November 1st and say, hey, it's coming in spring or whatever, 
maybe, maybe they could get me on the hook again for, for Grand Theft Auto V. I wouldn't mind playing through it again. I'd like to see what it looks like on PlayStation 5. I did love that game, and maybe it might be worth it, and maybe I will play through it all. But, like, all the stars are going to have to align for me to play through that game a fucking third or fourth time. And then later in December, we've got Dying Light 2 coming out on December 7th. Uh, we've also seen some stuff. We've heard news. But, like, there are games that are coming out supposedly by the end of 2021 that just don't have dates yet. Like, for example, Battlefield 6 is supposed to come out. Uh, New Call of Duty is supposed to come out by the end of the year. Far Cry 6 is, is uh, announced for October 7th. That just came out that that's coming out. Uh, there's also Five Nights at Freddy's is going to have a new game. FIFA, another God of War is supposed to come out in 2021. Gran Turismo, and then in, if you're pushing into 2022, you've got a new Gran Turismo game. You've got a new Lord of the Rings game. you got that Suicide Squad game. You've got an, the Sansa, uh, the Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake coming out eventually. Probably, you know, another Bioshock is coming. There's games coming. It's just, do I need this now? And the answer that I'm coming around and talking about is maybe. Which I know isn't exactly what you wanted to hear. So you're like, oh, I listened to this to see if I should buy a PlayStation 5. And the answer is maybe. I'll tell you this. There is no game yet. And again, I might be eating my words. Like in four days from now, this may be false. But as of right this second, there's no PlayStation 5 game that's out right now that is a must-buy system grabber. It's not like Halo from Xbox, where you have to fucking play this game because it's so goddamn good. And that requires me to buy an Xbox. You know, there's nothing like that even close to that right now. Yes, if you end up with a PlayStation 5, you were going to buy it anyway. You got your hands on one. There's some games to play and you'll enjoy them and it's fine. But nothing that'll blow your blow the blow it out of the water. You know what I mean? I bought one. I'm excited. I did. I like it. I enjoy playing it. I like all the menus. I, I don't like the small hard drive, comparatively speaking, but really... I once I'm done with the game, I delete it. So I haven't really had a problem with storage yet. I'm sure that's going to happen. And maybe someday I'll buy a two terabyte SSD and just stick that in there when they get more affordable. But I'm not really about to spend 200 bucks on a hard drive when I just spent the 500 on the fucking system. You know what I mean? That just seems that seems excessive. If that drops to 100 and we're like two years down the road and it's a problem of how many games I want to keep on there. Yeah, sure. I'll buy one. But other than that. That is, that is what I'm landing on. That's where I'm coming to. If you see something you like and you want to play it on PlayStation 5, if you hear the reviews are great, definitely worth buying a PlayStation 5, but there's still no must-have game. Now, I mentioned earlier that I don't want to blame Sony for that. I don't think it's fair because of the pandemic because everything got pushed back. I mean, Deathloop, they were talking about it being a launch title, and now it's got pushed back almost a year. Now, I think it was pushed back pretty early before PlayStation 5 was announced, but still, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at games getting pushed back a year, like six months, eight months, a year. And it happened at the absolute worst time for brand new consoles. I think it would have been a more prudent business decision. And, you know, I don't know. I, I, these are large companies that plan yearly major events that they do to essentially estimate what their revenue projections are going to be like. So... When you have something as big as a new hardware console launch like this, you got to do it. You can't have that on the calendar for two years, have a whole bunch of shit riding on it, move other projects around based on the success of that project, which you know is pretty much guaranteed, and then just be like, nah, we're going to push it. I know. I know this is an insane decision to make, and 
I, I just wish we lived in a scenario where they were so well off they could just say, let's push it back six months. Let's push it back eight months. Let's get this stock in the fucking cupboard here. Let's really build up some hype. Let's get the games that would have been released. Let's get them fucking out there on screens, on in stores, on the internet. Show everybody what this is all about. Get the hype machine going and then release it. Like, what if the PlayStation 5 came out June 1st? Would my life have really been any different if PlayStation 5 came out June 1st? No, I don't think it would have. I think I probably would have waited like a couple weeks to get Resident Evil Village. I'm sure I would have been working on the backlog. I'm sure I would have had things to do, but they're, you know, if you're one of the people that want the newest, hottest, coolest shit, then yeah, you probably would have been mad about that decision to make. But let's wrap this up. Let's land this. So how do I feel about the PlayStation 5 just in general over like seven months later? No, eight months later? It's the beginning of June. It came out the beginning of November. Seven months later. Oh, man, it's early, guys. I am glad I have it. I'm enjoying the games I'm playing on it. I feel justified in my purchase because I was going to buy it anyway, and I'm glad I locked it in at a price that wasn't taken advantage of by scammers. But if you don't have one right now and you're on a fence about buying one, you're not missing much. You're really not. You There may be one or two games you want to really play, like the Dark Souls remake but you can buy that you know down the road it'll still be there you can play the playstation 3 version to scratch that itch it, it's not going anywhere and it'll be great when you finally do play it so that's my advice you can also go tell me to fuck myself and you can go buy one right now from a scalper do whatever you want uh, but i would like to hear what your thoughts are do you think the playstation 5 is an absolute must buy right this second are you waiting are you looking for a deal? Are you waiting till maybe, you know, this fall in America, we have Black Friday, a big sale after Thanksgiving, which is the you know, end of November, if you're not aware. What are you doing? Send us an email, plottytime at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can get to us faster on the socials, too. You can reply to this post on Instagram or Twitter, at plottytime. Tell us what you think. And uh, you can also head on over to YouTube. Like and subscribe there. It really helps us out. Like and subscribe anywhere. It really helps us out. Maybe, you know, we get enough subscribers, we get enough people going, we actually start seeing some kind of revenue from this. We'll start putting more videos on YouTube. Uh, we're Like I said, you know, we might start twitching too, so keep an eye out for that as well. That does it for me today. Stay safe out there. Care about other people. Play some games. I'll talk to you next time. Peace. <laughs>